G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. It was a spectacle no one had seen before. Today, on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie takes us to the transfiguration of Jesus Christ. This is an amazing moment. Jesus shining like the sun, Moses and Elijah on each side. Peter exclaimed, it's good we are here. And I love this detail that's added. He said this because he really didn't know what else to say. When you don't know what to say, don't say anything. This is the day when the lost are found. things we'll never forget. Maybe it's Uluru at sunset, or diving deep down onto the Great Barrier Reef. Or maybe it was watching your child take their very first step. But nothing on earth could have prepared those certain onlookers for the spectacle they were about to see. Today on A New Beginning, as Pastor Greg Laurie takes us to the transfiguration of Jesus, we'll see it left them speechless. Well, it should have left them speechless, but one of them spoke anyway. ever said the wrong thing at the wrong time. I have to admit I've had my share of bloopers over the years as a preacher. You know, I've almost been preaching for 50 years now. And uh, over the years I've made mistakes as I've been speaking. For instance, one year uh, I was speaking on Peter and Jesus and the conversation they were having. And what I meant to say was Jesus said to Peter, Peter, do you love me? And instead, inexplicably, I might add, I said, Jesus speaking, peepers, do you love me? (laughs) Peepers, where did that come from? But it even gets worse. Uh, Years ago, I was back in North Carolina. And I've been a part of the Billy Graham uh, Evangelistic Association board for over 25 years now. And this is back when Billy was still with us before he went to be with the Lord. And uh, so after the meeting, my friend Dennis Egejanian would often call me on the phone and ask me, how did it go? And he did a perfect Billy Graham uh, imitation. And uh, so that night, it was pretty late, and I got a call on my phone, and I pick it up, and, and Dennis says, hello, this is Billy Graham. How are you? Well, I'm, I'm good, Billy. And uh, I know it's Dennis, so I'm, I'm kind of flipping the channels on the TV. And, and then Dennis, in Billy's voice, says, I was thinking a great deal about what you said to me earlier tonight, and I would like you to help me with my messages. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. And I'm literally saying, yeah, mm-hmm, whatever, whatever. Then it dawns on me, I did say to Billy that night, 
earlier, hey, I could help you out with your messages if you like. And he's the only one who would have known that. Dennis didn't know that, which means I was blowing off Billy Graham. (laughs) So that was definitely saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. We've all done it in one way, shape, or form. Well, here's the story now before us in Mark chapter nine, when Peter definitely said the wrong thing at the wrong time. This happened when Jesus was transfigured where he shined like the sun with Moses on one side and Elijah on the other. This happened on the mountaintop and we're gonna talk about that now in this text. Let's look at Mark chapter nine. I'm reading from the New Living Translation and here's what we see. Jesus went on to say, I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them to a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus was transformed. His clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly bleach could make them. And then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, it's good that we are here. Let's make three shelters as memorials. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Don't miss this verse. He said this because he really didn't know what else to say, for they were all terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, this is my dearly beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus with them. You might underline those two words, only Jesus. And they went back down the mountain, and he told them not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept it to themselves. But they often asked each other what it meant when he said, rising from the dead. This transfiguration This moment where Jesus shined like the sun is at a significant point in his earthly ministry. It's at the halfway point of a very difficult journey. So Jesus is looking back to the cradle and he's looking forward to the cross. And he's giving to Peter, James, and John a glimpse of glory or a taste of heaven. We could call it a preview of coming attractions. Look at what he says, verse one. I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God arriving in great power. So the transfiguration was a sneak peek of what is to come for all of humanity when Christ returns one day as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's sort of like what we used to see when we went to movies. Remember when we actually went to theaters and uh, they would play all those trailers for all the upcoming films. And a lot of times the best bits were in the trailer. Sometimes the trailer was better than the film itself. But the idea was, here's what this film is about. You've got to see this film. So this is sort of like a mega trailer for the return of Christ. I'm giving you a glimpse of what is coming. Look at verse three. As the men watched, his appearance was transformed and Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. Now this is the amazing thing. He's shining so brightly. Have you ever looked directly at the sun? I highly recommend you do not do that. But who would not be 
uh, amazed at such a display of glory. And if that wasn't enough to see Jesus shining like that, to have Moses and Elijah show up. But listen to this. We think the miracle is Jesus shined like the sun. That's not the miracle. The miracle is Jesus did not shine like the sun all the time. <laughs> Remember, he was God. God walking among us. And when he walked among us, he did not void his deity, but he did veil it. As the Christmas song says, veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail incarnate deity. Jesus never ceased to be God. He always was God, but he sort of restrained that glory from showing. I mean, it would have been kind of hard to hang out with him if he was shining like the sun all of the time. Because it's hard to hide light, isn't it? Going back to movie theaters, if someone pulls out a cell phone and they're checking their messages or looking at their social media feed when the movie's playing, your eyes are immediately drawn from the screen to the phone because you're drawn to light. And Jesus is just shining like the sun. He could have done that at will. When they came to arrest him in the Garden of Gethsemane, he could have just turned on the light and their faces would have melted like that scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Remember that scene? But no, he didn't do that. He veiled that light from showing. So the miracle is not that he shined like the sun. The miracle is that he didn't shine like the sun all the time. And who is with him? It's Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. And Pastor Greg has brought us to the scene of the transfiguration of Christ today with Moses and Elijah there, as well as several disciples. Let's continue. Now Moses and Elijah occupy unique positions in the Old Testament. Uh, the Bible speaks of the law and the prophets. You couldn't find a better representative of the law than Moses, the great lawgiver who received the Ten Commandments from God on Mount Sinai. And you couldn't find a better representative of the prophets than Elijah, the miracle-working prophet who called fire down from heaven and stopped it from raining. And they're having a discussion. Now here's an interesting thing. How did Peter, James, and John know it was Moses and Elijah. Was Moses standing there with Ten Commandments? And was Elijah calling fire down? I don't think so. Did they have little name tags like you get when you go to an event and you have to write your name? Hi, my name is Moses. No, I don't think so. But somehow, Peter, James, and John were able to recognize that that was Moses and Elijah on each side of Jesus, which shows that in glory, we're going to recognize each other. Sometimes people ask the question, when we get to heaven, will we know one another? And my response is, do you think you'll be more stupid in heaven than you are on earth? You'll know more in heaven, not less. And so the answer is, yes, you will know one another in heaven. And here's also a reminder that the Bible teaches there will be a bodily resurrection. What does that mean? It means that our body, our personality, everything that we are will live again. That means that you will see your loved ones who have died in faith and have gone into heaven before you again. But they'll be in a perfect state and you'll pick up where you last left off. When Jesus was crucified and then he rose again from the dead, he greeted the disciples with the words, peace be with you. Almost like, hey guys, how's it going? Whoa, you're, you're Jesus risen. 
But he sort of picked up where he last left off and that's how it will be when you see your loved ones again because they're not only a part of your past, they're also a part of your future. What an amazing sight this must have been. Consider this fact, Moses at this moment had been dead for around 1400 years and Elijah had been gone for around 900 years but here they are together and they're having a discussion. What were they talking about? Luke's gospel fills in the detail here about their conversation. Luke chapter nine, verse 31 says, they were speaking about his exodus from this world, which was about to be fulfilled in Jerusalem. I'm sure Moses had quite a few things to say about an exodus, because when we go to the book of Exodus, which means departure, it's a story of how God used Moses to lead the Israelites out of the bondage of Egypt, through the wilderness, through the parted Red Sea, and into the promised land. And you remember, as a part of that story, God's judgment came upon the firstborn of Egypt, and the Lord told Moses to instruct the Jewish people to take a lamb, slay the lamb, and apply the blood on the top and on the sides of their doorposts, and God's judgment would pass over, and that is still celebrated today, as the Passover feast. And so this is all gonna be fulfilled now because everything that Passover lamb was uh, pointing to is fulfilled in Christ. Christ was gonna go die for the sin of the world. He would fulfill the fact that he would be the Lamb of God who would take away the sin of the world and his blood would be shed for the sin of all of humanity. Remember, he brought this topic up earlier at a place called Caesarea Philippi. And Peter thought he had lost his mind. And Peter began to rebuke Jesus when he talked about his impending death, saying, that's crazy, you can't do that. But here's someone now that will listen to Jesus and understand it. Moses understood, as did Elijah, as they spoke of these incredible things that were about to happen. For this is the reason Jesus came. So this is an amazing moment. Jesus shining like the sun, Moses and Elijah on each side talking about his crucifixion and what did Peter, James, and John do? Well, they basically fell asleep. Again, Luke fills in the detail here. Luke 9.32 says, Peter and those who were with him were heavy with sleep. And when they were fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men that stood with him. By the way, that's not the only inappropriate time that Peter, James, and John fell asleep. They also fell asleep in the garden of Gethsemane. Uh, this is that moment that Jesus went into the garden and prayed and according to Dr. Luke, sweat as it were great drops of blood. And uh, some doctors believe that was a first century description of what we now call hematidrosis. And that's a condition that when you're under intense pressure, you perspire blood, not pure blood, but your blood and your perspiration are mixed together. So maybe that's what Dr. Luke was talking about, but Jesus had a request for Peter, James, and John, which was basically, stay with me, just be with me. You know, sometimes when a person is suffering, they don't need a sermon, they just need a friend. And that's all the Lord asked for, just, just be with me, and yeah, we're with you, Lord. And he said to them, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And he comes back to them after this anguish, after this suffering, after this prayer to the Father, 
and they fell asleep. You know, sometimes we fall asleep as well. Heard about a burglar who was robbing a house and he heard a cop car go by. So he took cover on the floor and then he fell asleep. And the homeowner got up that morning and saw this burglar asleep on his floor and called the cops. And they came and woke the guy up and said, buddy, this is your wake-up call. (laughs) And I wonder if sometimes in the church we need a wake-up call. I wonder if some of you watching me right now need a wake-up call spiritually because you're spiritually asleep. That is why in Romans 13, the apostle Paul says, it's high time to awake out of our sleep because the night is far spent and the day is at hand. Let's be Christ's men from head to foot and give no chance for the flesh to have its fling. Wake up. It's a wake up call. Well, they wake up and there they see Moses and Elijah and of course Jesus. And now Peter says the wrong thing at the wrong time. Verse six, it's good we are here. And I love this detail that's added. He said this because he really didn't know what else to say. When you don't know what to say, don't say anything. But Peter says, it's good we are here. That's the operative word here. Hey, Lord, this is blessing central. We love hanging out with you and Moses and Elijah, basking in your glory. Uh, Let's forget all this crazy talk about going to Jerusalem and dying. Let's stay here. And now Peter gets a rebuke not from Jesus, but from the Father in heaven. Look at verse seven. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, this is my dearly loved son, listen to him. Suddenly when they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus with them. The Father steps into the conversation and effectively says, Peter, if my son, says he's gonna go to Jerusalem to suffer and die, that that's what's gonna happen and you need to believe him. And if he tells you to take up your cross and follow him, you need to do it. We're drinking in the spectacle of the transfiguration of Christ today on A New Beginning. Pastor Greg Laurie has called this message Only Jesus. And next time, Pastor Greg will bring insights on what happened after the transfiguration. Some more good lessons to be learned from the ninth chapter of Mark, right here on A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Only Jesus. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1-800-00-50-11 or visionstore.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.